This is the What The Fuck Show. You're listening to SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Pod Directory, and any other podcast medium that I was able to subscribe to at a reasonable price here in 2018. Welcome. Happy New Year, everyone, for listening. I appreciate you taking the time. I'm here with Miguel Felix, an avid movie fan and movie watcher. All I could say is well, that... Well, you can also just say I'm, I'm your roommate. I mean, that's, that's also a big deal. A roommate? Yeah, your roommate. I mean... Why do you think I'm such a frequent guest on your show? True. You have been. <laughs> proximity-wise. Yes! Proximity-wise, you're very close, so that helps. But also, you just really know movies. I mean, if I had another roommate that didn't know anything about movies, I wouldn't just push for them to be on the show. Oh, I appreciate that. But let's be honest. I mean, that's, I mean, that's how our friendship started, really. Well, we don't share the same room, though. We're completely apart. Yes, we have wings. Yeah. It's really nice. My girlfriend and I's room and bathroom is over here. You are on your own wing with yourself and your bathroom and whoever you want to bring in there. So, you know, our proximity isn't as much as it needs to be, which is nice. Yeah, it's nice. So, you know, we have that. We've watched, we've seen a lot of movies together. Probably individually for each of us, we've probably seen more movies together than we have with any other person. I would yeah, say I would say. I Even mean, our families, which is crazy. Well, I mean, for backstory, I used to work at a, quite a few movie theaters when I was growing up. Yeah. And so I'd get a bunch of free movies. And so, yeah, I pretty much took Connor to every movie well there were overlapping times where i worked there too yeah. at one of two, two of the two different movie theaters like you worked yeah. at two i worked at two but you worked there longer obviously you were more of a lifer <laughs> and you moved up in the organization much faster than i did and you had more interest than i did yeah, i would well, say i mean but uh the free well, movies both were, awesome. were the free movies that exactly was really what it was, and we got so. a lot of free movies remember we saw the dark knight like five days before it came out because we All saw right. the the uh what did they call that they called that the editor screening not the editor well, i thought we had the, it was employee screenings employee because it gives like a pizza party who were the guys that ran the um projectionist Projection screening. Yeah. Because you did projection mm-hmm. in theater, right? So you got yeah. to watch movies a few days before. Yeah. I mean, the funny quick story is like uh, I got to do Paranormal Activity 2. Yeah. So imagine just like... By yourself. By myself. I mean... Had you seen the first one? Yeah, I've seen the first one. And you know, it's not like super scary, but there's definitely a lot of like loud noises. Yeah. So I'm in the Winneka Theaters uh, in Northridge. That's where I was working. And it was Pacific Theaters. And the theater is a size of about 800 seats. Wow. So I'm in there, I fixed the reel myself, and then I went in to test it, and I'm literally in there by myself, like 11.30, and it's just like really loud. So you already put work into putting the reel together, and then yeah, you watch yeah. it to make mm-hmm. sure you did it correctly. Yeah, and make sure there was no scratches, or make sure there was no like, um, yeah, big scratch on the reel, so we fix that. Or Would the scratches ever be caused by you? Like, is it your, you that caused scratch, or could they come to you kind of scratch? Um, well, it's funny. Um, yeah, you can, definitely. You can scratch the one you... There's not much use for film anymore now that everything's on digitally. But back in the day, when there was actual projectionists, we used to splice film together because it would come in multiple rolls. So that was just a few years ago. But you're saying now there's no projectionists anymore? No, not so really. So what is it now? They just put in a memory chip or card it's, or USB? Yeah you, get, yeah, you get basically a giant USB and then you load it up to the projector, digital projector. So like one of those then, big those big brick ones that we have on TV shows. Yes, exactly. Oh, okay. It's like orange ones. It's got basically the file. Yeah, I have one in my room right now for a show. And then you'd basically... You have another file for the trailers. Okay. So it's not that was what was fun about being a projectionist. You get to you can splice your own trailers. You had specific ones you had to put in there. That's interesting. But I would put my own trailers in there because to match the movie. That you're we part of the difference in terms of film changing on to digital. Like a lot of people, I've worked. With, I've had friends, and I remember one guy I talked to who was a projectionist film cutter okay. back for like James Cameron back in the day oh, in the '90s wow. for Titanic and stuff. That's awesome. Guys like that don't have a, it's awesome, and we like to hear from yeah. people like us in our 30s, but they don't have jobs anymore, so they completely got phased out. Yeah, and there's only a couple, only a few directors that yeah. actually stick to doing that i mean christopher nolan, nolan tarantino, tarantino. Quentin tarantino does that yeah. i mean 
And that's why they do IMAX a bit. Yeah, right? and then and, and, yeah. and there's only but that's only a couple like that I can name off the top of my head. You know, I mean, I would love to say like G.J. Abrams does it or something like that, like those big directors, Steven Spielberg even. But they've all moved over to the digital era because they they're backing that. Well, J.J. Know? wasn't like Star Trek one film or was that already digital? That was already digital, man. Like the, oh, the film okay. stuff is really like I mean, it's still shot on film. I would imagine because there's still some theaters that do still have you know they're not you know modernized. Well, like, I guess they have Alaska to when like, a movie like Interstellar when um, Dunkirk comes out, right? If that's completely filmed, so really yeah. it's just him and Tarantino. And it's funny because you think that they have all the practical effects as yeah. well, mm-hmm. and they use film, so they're really just old school. They're old school souls, and like I mean, that's for I would say people like. That yeah, I would hope that would listen to your show and you know can see that both of us are you know avid fans. Yeah, they would appreciate that. Well, at this point, when I have you on, anyone listening, it's just for straight up conversation for movies and stuff because you and I have been talking about it for what thirty so twelve years, yeah, thirteen years at least that we've been putting that time into making movies together or working on shows together or watching movies together. So it's been a lot, and I'm not. I mean, people know it's funny. I mean, you should tell them. That back in the high school is where we really became friends. Yeah. And uh, well, I we, think that's my story. Let me t- okay. the story. The main story is that I was in an English class, right? I was writing essays like a noob, <laughs> like a random person. And luckily in Bakersfield, with our teacher in our uh, English honors class, Miss Perry. Shout out to Miss Perry. I'll actually tag you on this on Facebook and say that we mentioned you about five minutes in. Miss Perry, Julie Perry. She actually okay. has a different last name now. Maybe she's in North Carolina. I think she got. She says she she got married. She has a child. So congratulations, Miss Perry. Yeah. She would let you guys make movies instead of writing papers and i watched your first movie well okay well, we did write a screenplay as well so it wasn't oh, just okay. the movie okay but writing a screenplay is far more easy did you turn in the screenplay for the movie we did yeah. oh, okay so for screenplay and then you were able to show the movie mm-hmm. and the first movie you guys did was beloved which I, i've mentioned that to people and a lot of people don't know what beloved is so i guess it's like that time english honors classes anyone was around our yeah. age who took maybe in california mm-hmm. would have read beloved which was about what it was about like so supernatural slaves well, yeah, it's basically, and it's a very depressing, know, depressing story of like slavery and, you know, yeah. just, but yeah. But there's a supernatural the, element. Yeah, isn't it's there? the, there's the ghost that's trying to help. The ghost from slaves. Well, that, I don't know if it's from slave. I think it was from one of the family members that was killed earlier that's trying to warn her of the Danny Glover's character in the movie who's trying to kill well, her. Why would a non-slave warn a slave about well, a slave? Well, I don't know. It was all, it, it was just set around the time of slavery. I don't think it was really about, I think it was I more just about remember there was very, it was African-Americans. That's really what it really I thought they were slaves. They weren't slaves. Because they talked about how, like, the guys, I don't want to get too interested, but the guys would, like, have sex with, like, cows. Because yes. while they were slaves and stuff. So there were certain things I remember. And there was no, no, a- it was very, it's a very controversial book. Yeah. It's called, it's by Toni Morrison, Beloved. And yeah. it's, you know, it's funny, a lot of those, her books have been even, you know, banned. Yeah. So that might be why maybe people haven't heard of it. And Thandie Newton's in it, Danny Glover. I think Oprah, Oprah. was Oprah's in it, mm-hmm. future president Oprah possibly. And uh, <laughs> I remember there's a sex scene, which is really crazy, because I think the ghost oh, yeah. actually takes over Thandie Newton and has sex with Danny Glover. And you did a film, a little short film on Beloved, but you used the sex scene with uh, Barbies. Yes. And then there's like a red light that signifies that crazy sex scene, because the ghost is part of it or oh, something, yeah. I remember. So you had the red light. And you guys filmed it basically. You had like a, bo- a shoebox, and then you had the Barbies, and you had little strings. And I was watching this, and I was like, "Man, this is just really innovative, and this is funny." I was like, "Man, this is creative." You know, for me, I was always a movie fan up to that point. You had no idea, Mm-mm. looking at me, some guy who is perceived as okay, kind of good-looking sports guy. You had no idea that my whole I was life like, this was about movies. Not a film nerd, no way. Yeah, and I was probably the biggest film nerd you'd ever met up oh, to yeah, that point. Pretty much. Had- <laughs> I mean, it was funny too because 
the movies we talked about, I was like, wait, you watched these movies already? It's like, like yeah, I've you're... seen everything. Yeah, so. You know, I was the guy who went to the library when I found out, and I'd be running like eight movies and just going through all of them. When I found out, I was like, when I got my first VCR DVD in my room oh, and TV, my dad regretted it because I was <laughs> in the library getting one through five of the Rockies uh, and watching those. Those and days, everything. man. I miss those days because that was when we could go rent movies. What do you like... mean? I'm still, th- I'm still running from the library. Yeah, okay. okay true. true. What that. the Falk Show, I rent from the Falcon Library. Right now, I got Mother waiting for me, for me, a brand new movie. I got Home Again waiting for me, a Reese Wait, Witherspoon movie. Movie? Yeah, it's... why not? Also, that's the movie that got me my third SAG voucher. So when I joined SAG, it's going to be because of that movie two years ago. Nice. So that's part of why I wanted to watch it. Yeah. And you know, people worked on it or whatever. It was the yeah. kid from Death Note. Death and he Note, was yeah. a little douchey. Well, he's, he's doing. He's yeah. He's definitely blowing up more. Yeah. So, oh, it's funny that you say that. Is there kind of a? He was kind of a, a douchey, but he's been so successful. Yeah, so that's see, what usually happens. You know. I mean... But from there, but yeah, big time movie fans. Um, we said we we're going to talk about the commuter. We'll do a few different things. I mean, we jumped on Movie Pass, which. You talked about working in the theater. We had so much. You and I, for what four or five years, we paid for maybe one percent of the movies we watched. When I moved from the Valley to LA, you were still at Pacific, so you'd come visit me, and we'd go to the Grove and watch movies for free. We watched movies for free in Bakersfield, Mm -hmm. and we were in Bakersfield. That was when we really dominated because we knew everyone. So we would bring, we'd go buy our cups at Vons, buy our candy. Well, that was the best part. Get the cup filled with icy or Coke, and then we get a box full of popcorn. Paid nothing. Now my body internally is probably going to die sooner because of it. I don't know. I don't know about that. Because you were happy. I was very happy. So that relieves endorphins to your body, makes your body better. Well, I, it was some of the best times of my life, but I wish in the times instead of eating Slurpees, maybe I was paying more attention to the economy, economy, because <laughs> can't even say it right, or like how mortgages work, or like well, maybe yeah. focusing on being I mean, a lawyer instead of an actor and maybe producer. Maybe we should have, yeah, focus so much about film. So it is what it is. I'm at this point. I'm still alive. <laughs> I have some people who love me and don't hate me. I have a friend who I like seeing sometimes. So overall, I'm doing okay. So far, nine minutes in, you listen to a lot of movie talk here on the What the Falk Show, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Pod Directory. Let's talk about The Commuter, the most recent movie we watched on MoviePass. Thank you, yep, MoviePass. MoviePass, love you. I feel like they don't know what they created with us because you give us free movies a day. I'm going to wait till Kyra goes to sleep. You and I are going to go watch a movie. We'll see another one, yeah. If we're off the Every next movie, day, we're going to go watch a movie at 1030. It doesn't even fucking matter. We wouldn't have not watched The Commuter if it wasn't for that. Pretty much. I mean, it was... Um, I mean, it was an enjoyable watch, but I'm mean, saying, yeah, I wouldn't probably have. I was still looking at my phone to like, pay for it. Can this I be probably... over? I want to go watch Black Sales. I got it from the library. There you go. Well, it's funny. <laughs> just a quick shout out, my buddy uh, Carlos Camacho. Yeah, he's the one that told me about MoviePass like four years ago. Well, he told both of us years ago, but it was thirty, it was 30 bucks, bucks a month. Yeah, thirty five technically. Which we still started. would have saved money if yeah. you think about it, because we. Like on average, we a movie a week, at least one a week. Well, when we pay for it, it's like yeah. whatever big. So summer, we're going pretty much once a week. Once a week, yeah. So. All during the summer. So At this time, you know, you know what do we see so like far? Thirty bucks for two movies is like. Yeah, so. I mean, I've seen movies. So you got it for Kyra for Christmas. You got yeah. me a gift card. Mm-hmm. Kyra and I have been seeing more movies than we would have. Like we watched Molly's Game. I don't think you and I would have watched Molly's Game if it wasn't for Movie Pass. I mean, yeah. not for fourteen bucks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which Maybe is, it was like you know, a matinee. Yeah, we might see a seven dollar matinee. But, you know, yeah, I wouldn't have searched out again for this one on you know in the theater so movie pass if you want to be a falcon sponsor i'll give you the chance just give us like a six months for free we don't need that much we'll, we'll go, start we'll that. review from the theater we're leaving we'll reviews on the app or at least i am start i had a really yeah, good okay I, my I'm really good start. review i'm kind of proud of it my yeah. the the, the, as the commuter right yeah there's not enough track on this train ride to make it an entertaining movie ah that's, that's pretty, pretty good, good right pretty good i like a whatever reviewer i'm good. starting to nice get used to it exactly i like that sometimes i get confused if it's a pun or a metaphor so i don't want to add that but a pun i guess it was a pun yeah 
Yeah, I would say that's more a pun because the metaphor is something that lies deeper in the meaning of the word. Yeah. Well, a pun is a play on the words. Okay, yeah. So, words, you, so you can use your review. Go ahead and do that. And eventually they got to find us, man. I think this yeah. is how you get a sponsor. You no, talk no. about it. Yeah. And then, you know, so maybe I'd say like, hey, Paquito Moss, if you want to sponsor me as well, and send me free enchiladas, I'll eat that as well. I mean, we'll eat Paquito Moss and then go straight to the movie yeah, theater and we'll make, it. We'll make it a whole thing. We are your And guys. then we'll get frozen yogurt <laughs> afterwards if Menchie's or Yogurt Land wants to jump in on there. I'm a rewards member. So let's fucking get this going. <laughs> uh, the Commuter starring Liam Neeson. Yep. The good thing is you and I waited to talk about this because mm-hmm. usually we do all our best stuff in the car on the way home or walking yes. out. We waited. First note I have is, dude, Liam's getting pretty old. He is. <laughs> It's, they're definitely, a lot of those punches I saw him throw were definitely... He got his ass beat most of the movie. Yeah. And he got out, though. Usually in Liam Neeson, he gets beat up a little bit, and then you find out, oh, I have training. Yeah. And then he does all these, like, like, there's a lot of the elbow punches yeah. that Tom Cruise does, which is kind of the cop-out I feel for white guys in movies, you know, <laughs> okay. or older guys in movies. Um, but he got his ass beat. Well, like, I mean, I feel like you get older, you got to use your body a little bit differently. And the HD so. in his face, I was seeing a lot of a lot of wrinkles. A lot so, of crow's feet. so all I'm saying is that I think, I guess, you know, I wasn't the biggest fan of the movie. I think that Liam Neeson should move on to get out of the action scene, you know, like maybe move maybe on go back to being a dramatic dra- actor. drama. Yeah, yeah. Be the dad who has like a child die or something. And then you maybe become like a, a, um, a protester about something. That's, I just wrote or a like, movie for him right there. Yeah, yeah. Or like maybe touch, maybe do a movie about the, you know, Irish IRA. I mean, isn't he from, well, isn't he Irish? He had the Mark Felt movie, which I do have on, uh, or I tried to hold, put on hold of the library, but they don't have it. But what about Deep Throat? Oh, okay. I think it's actually called Mark Felt. Oh, That's yeah, one he did. Okay. And I think Vera Farmiga, who was in The Commuter, might be in that. You never know. She's almost in everything these days. But <laughs> a movie like that, I'm more excited to see him in. But a movie yeah. like The Commuter, I mean... <sighs> well, if you go on the lines of all those movies he's recently done. And yeah. has, like, he, that's his, I think his third or his fourth movie with that, uh, I believe it's a French director. Yeah, you could tell, too. That's so, the funny, I was mentioning it, I was like, We said oh, that we were is, watching it. This yeah. is a um, foreign take on an American movie. It should have been a European film. Welcome, Americans. Yeah, exactly. This American-European I mean, film with a, uh, with a non-American, American actor. Yeah, and nothing <laughs> not, actually, you're right, almost everyone in that movie was an, playing an American who wasn't actually an American. Yeah. But, uh, you know, not to knock any European style of filmmaking, I still love every. I mean, we're both cinephiles. We'll watch anything it is. We will, but when it comes to action movies you can like tell. that, yeah, you there's can an tell. American point of view that I think can be helpful mm-hmm. with what makes. Well, see, that doesn't make sense though, because Taken was Luc Besson and was French movie, and that was fucking awesome. And Luc Besson's one of the better, I would say, you know, directors and you know, a foreign director especially, yeah. but also just action director in general. So I, can't, so, I guess I can't say that there's necessarily. I mean, and you have to think that a lot of you know. European countries and stuff got to grow up with all our awesome action movies. They yeah. grew up with like the great 80s action flicks and yeah. stuff. So, I mean, I can't say it's not, but I say, yeah, there's a little, they try to put a little bit more plot, I think. And that's, a, I think that could be a negative for a movie like that. Okay. When you try to add a little bit more plot and a little, which is nice, but again, it slows down that pace of the action because it took about 40 minutes for him to even like kick somebody for that movie. It and did. Then, and I'm going into, and that's what I'm trying to watch. It did. The so, credits, they put a lot of time in to let you know that he is a commuter, that this yeah. is his everyday life. He continues, continues to... Which was, a, I don't think it was you know, a negative I get thing. that, his fo- his family moving and stuff, mm-hmm. but when I think about what I thought about later on, it's like, they didn't sell me enough on his love for his family and his son, mm-hmm. because I didn't feel it enough when that happened, and maybe he gets, you know, we'll have some spoilers here. To Hashtag to spoiler. Huge, I mean, it's not really a big thing, but... You can tell from the trailer, yeah. obviously his family's going to use his leverage against him. Yeah. I didn't feel enough of his love for his family in the beginning to set that up for me to be like, oh my god, dude, you better fucking, you better fucking kick people's ass so you yeah. get your family back, you know? Well, and then, I think maybe they, they would help too if they maybe, you know, showed us the family being threatened. True. It never shows that. True. We're only assuming... They did it over the phone, which yeah. is kind of cool, because they were able to tap into like a digital thing over yeah. the phone. But oh, yeah. it, that, that cool. which I hadn't seen before, which is kind of cool. But maybe but, uh, flash some images 
yeah. of what's happening. And then I'll, in crossover, that might have helped you some with pictures. us, like us. Yeah. You know, Interesting, though, we saw King Tommen in his first role that I've seen him outside of Game of Thrones. He's yeah. old. He's got acne now. Yep. He's got a little bit of fuzz on his face. I'm interested to see what he does because he wasn't terrible. Yeah, you know? wasn't, actually. He kind of looked like a little actually, biatch. He played two Game of Thrones, characters but... in Game of Thrones, too, technically, didn't he? At one point... He did, good point. Actors, at one point yeah. he played one of the cousins, a Lannister cousin they killed, and then Rob got mad about it, which is actually what f- not killed Rob, but fractured his relationship with the Northmen. Yeah. Why he killed Eddard Karstark? Oh yeah, because he killed those Tom- cousins. And he killed one of those Tommen in Game of Thrones, and then Tommen came back, back from life, and then eventually he jumped out of a window because his mom was a total bitch. Yeah, that's. Yeah. And then I mean, side note, it's Game of Thrones. What the fudge? Why, why are we taking until 2019? Because it's really fucking expensive. And yeah, HBO true. doesn't want to lose out on those ratings. So why not milk it as much as you can? Well, it's at least we'll get Westworld this year. So yeah, we'll good. get Westworld. So, uh, back sorry, to, back to the commuter. Back to the commuter. Uh, I, I would watch it with MoviePass. I wouldn't, it's a good Netflix movie. Yeah, and I would if say. you guys like, let's say, for instance, you like the movie Unknown. Yeah. Or Nonstop. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, those similar lines of his movies. Yeah. Which and that's that's what you like. Are the movie. Liam Neeson ones that have not been good recently? Yeah, exactly. I was Run all was, night was awesome because Liam Neeson was like a badass drunk and he yeah, was a good see, fighter. And what I didn't see and you saw it, um, the Walk with Tombstones. Walk among the Tombstones. tombstones. That How was an online one? movie when I was streaming stuff. Yeah. I didn't really pay attention. I more paid attention to the fact that I, th- I believe David Harbor. Yeah. Was the bad guy. Ooh. And I was always a big fan of David Harbor even before Strange Things. Yeah. We had communicate on Twitter and stuff, so I was a big. Yeah, fan he always of his. had like those like those bad guy roles yeah. or like the um, the source. And like a military movie. Yeah. Like the movie State of Play, which I liked more than others, with Russell Crowe. It was a remake yeah. of an English miniseries. That was, uh, he was like the um, the gun company, or what is it? The private contractor. He was the source to Russell Crowe. Was he in... Okay, sorry. Side note. Was he in... He wasn't in Thank You for Smoking, was he? I don't was think he was, but lobbyists? I haven't seen it in a lot. I haven't seen him in a lot. I don't think time. he was, but Vera Farmiga was. She was. So if yeah. you want to connect back to the community. So Vera Farmiga's in it. Um, who else? Patrick Wilson. Let's just say one thing. Is that I get credit for it. Did I not call who the bad guy was as soon as I saw the person's name on the Okay, credits? well... We won't say who it is, but yeah, yes. But yes. as soon as I was like, oh, bad guy. And then as well, soon- again, that's what I think w- w- is a curse for us in the sense that we've oh. seen so many movies. That's my girlfriend. So she she says she'll never watch movies the same now because of movies. That's Cause, funny. Because of me. We watched this out. movie, Unlocked, which was really entertaining. And guy who's kind of a big actor gets killed in the beginning or so-called killed. I'm like, oh, he's not dead. He'll come back. He's the bad guy. That was like 15 minutes in. And I was like, why else would an actor like that, that be in the movie? Yeah, exactly. So there's just a business way to look at it. And, you know, I think she's okay with it. But I also feel bad in a way because people... Well, they, they don't, don't like us, man. Look they at don't it see like it we like do. Because yeah. for me, it's an equation. Every movie is an equation. And I've yeah. been watching these equations and making my own equations, and, as you have, yeah. for, and working on these equations for the past uh, eight to ten years at this point. Dude, I mean, since five, five years old, man. Yeah. I've always been a movie lover. So. This verbiage right here, what we're talking about, is part of what, I'm not saying a two-dollar horn, but part of why I think people who are cinephiles and like movies to a little degree, to a lot degree, will enjoy these episodes of the What the Falk Show with you and I. Because we're talking about things that only certain people will understand. Yeah. And maybe we'll open up the, the windows and doors for people who haven't seen them yet. Yeah, you know? I hope so. I hope I hope that Because we're very objective. People. We'll yeah. watch anything. Yeah. I, there's rom-coms that I like. I feel like they should pay us like five bucks every time someone wants to rent it. Not five bucks. Give me give me 50 cents to ask a, to answer a question at Redbox whenever someone's there. Yeah. Like I was walking by and they were ringing Chuck. The one with um, uh, Lee Schreiber. Okay. About Chuck, the guy who actually lived in Bakersfield, I think. Mm-hmm. Not Chuck, the real Rocky, basically. There yeah, was yeah. ESPN 30 for 30. It's about I that. Know, he was, he, I remember he watched the Rocky movie while in jail. Yeah. His wife, Elizabeth, well, his wife, Naomi Watts, is in it. Elizabeth oh, nice. Moss is in it. It's okay, but it wasn't that good. So okay. when I walked by, I was like, you know what? I don't think it's worth your money. And that's all I said. You know, I, I try not to be a douchey. So randomly, would you put it in the same... Uh, you gotta think your audience Irishman 
that Irish movie with um I I know what you're saying, Michael Shannon. Yeah. That was also a little disappointing for me. So I was that's what I'm saying. It's like you I'd those... say that was better just because there's like more violence. Okay. So you kind of get more out of it, you yeah. know. The parts of Chuck are kind of cool cuz you do see like a young Stallone and them talking. As far as the movie, like Stallone really tried his best to get him in like Rocky 3. Mm-hmm. Like but the guy did not study. He he drank and did a bunch of coke with hookers the night before. And Stallone yeah. tried to get him ready to audition, yeah. but the guy wasn't ready. Yeah. So I'm just saying that the point of view of from a very objective, yeah. and you've gotten better because you used to not be as objective. You could admit that. Oh, uh, dude, I was. You're pretty pompous I was to start out. Pretentious. Yeah, pompous. a little pretentious. I but, was pretentious back then. I wouldn't. Yeah. I was such a uh, rating slob, too. Yeah. But so now, now as an adult, a humbled adult like all of us, by the time we're 30 years old, we're kind of more open and reasonable to yeah. other people's ideas and point of views. And that's part of why each movie's you can see different things of why you like it, why you don't. I usually try to give all movies the benefit of the doubt. I even try to work out the issues in my own head just so I can enjoy the movie more. Yeah. Just to get through it. And there's, I mean, I will say this though. I think the, for me, the most disappointing film of 2007. Let's not do that yet. Okay. Sorry. I never about to say that. We're going to, we're going to go ahead and do another podcast after okay. this because yeah. the words are flowing really well. So the commuter, Vera Farmiga, pretty good on it. The one yeah. thing about Vera, what would you okay. say? What would you say? The one thing you know about Vera Farmiga, what would you say it is? And don't hold back. The one statement you would say when it comes to Vera Farmiga as an actress, what would you say? I think we're on the same, maybe we're on the same wavelength as this. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. What you, she gets down. Oh. Vera Farmiga about, gets down. Okay, yeah. There's I, like I was, four different movies where she's getting like a, I wasn't sure where you're like going with that. She's getting like vagina licked and eaten or she's no. like, she's getting, she's banging. No, no, for sure. Like, I mean, I think the first real thing I remember her was getting, you know, stooped on the washing machine in the very underrated Paul Walker movie. Very underrated. Rest in peace. Very underrated Paul Walker movie. So good. Which someone like you, I think is a good movie, but you would look at it. It's kind of like a metaphor for Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some... Wasn't that kind of... Yeah, there's definitely some, you know, links to it being like an Alice in Wonderland So seriously, anybody out there who's a fan of intense... He likes the White Rabbit. Good twist. Watch Running Scared with Paul Walker and Vera Farmiga. Mm -hmm. And then she gets down in what? She gets down in... um, What's the one with the little midget girl that's evil? Oh, Orphan. Orphan. She gets down in Orphan. Yeah, is it Orphan? Yeah, yeah, yeah that one's a crazy one. She gets one. down in um, Departed. Well, I was like, call a crazy uh, train, another train movie that which, she's in. Which one? Source Code. Oh, she's in Source Code, mm-hmm. which is that we're going to get to in a few minutes. Yeah. We're going to get to our favorite train, train movie. Movies. She's in that. She doesn't really get down in that. No. Let's just say Vera Farmiga, at least when she was starting out, and she got down in Bates Motel too, though. Oh, and uh, Durr, Departed. I said that. Oh, sorry. And departed, but end Bates Motel. So she, and when she started out, like, she was not afraid of doing sex yeah. scenes. That's all I would say. And they were pretty intense. I'm gonna yeah. be honest. They're, they're I, I blood, 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 blood flew to different places for me. I'll just say that <laughs> she was pulling out the book of um, the actress that was in History of Violence and The Cooler, Maria Bello. Maria Bello. Which you think maybe the theme is kind of older actresses, trying to, you know, because yeah. Maria Bello, The Cooler, is definitely which got is, down. Which is stuff. It's like you know, with yeah. this whole incident, you know, ladies and industry and stuff. You know, it's too bad that, like, you know, older, more established actresses that, you know, I think get better actor as acting, that the looks may fade, yeah. you know, have to do these kind of, you know, they try to do these roles to, I think, stay relevant, but I hope yeah. not. I don't know. I don't but, know if sex scenes are as big as they used to be. Like, Basic Instinct... Well, sex is everywhere now, so Basic it's Instinct, that's very true. Yeah. You have porn sites and stuff where yeah, back in the day like, we had to clip, like, 15-second previews and put oh, them yeah. into a movie if oh, we yeah. wanted to, you know. <laughs> it's a little adult talk, let's be honest. Any guy out there is around our age, you you fucking did or that. Or you had the friends like we did. Ladies did it too, man. Everyone got the Bang Bros password and then everybody was using it across <laughs> the country and we're, like, texting each other, like, who's using the Bang Bros password? What's going on here? Um, but like Basic Instinct was Sharon Stone's like calling card because yeah. she showed her vagina. Yeah. Like it was never been done like that. She just showed was that it out Paul there. Paul Van Horn? Or Van Horn? I can't say his name. I don't know if it's Van Horn. You're talking about the guy from... Um, he did like... Um, Antichrist? No, no, no. He did Robocop. 
yeah starship Troopers. it might have been him the 90s guy yeah he was it very, might have been him that did that movie because he did a lot of yeah he did a lot of risque stuff with his movies yeah. a lot of violence and gore that was like not seen yeah. at the time but yeah i mean that's that's definitely a crazy movie yeah so there's not any sex scenes in the commuter so if yeah. you're afraid of sex scenes there's really not as much action as you would have wanted to watch yeah that's and that's kind of that's why you know if like i, I was a little disappointed with it yeah. i was because like i think we're both at the end of the movie were kind of like man this movie should have been over like 10 15 minutes ago because yeah. they again like i said they tried to add a little too much plot yeah which is what you you're not really expecting on that movie. Maybe because he was a little too indifferent in terms of is he an action guy or is he just a regular guy? I would have rather seen him being all the way an action guy yeah. or all the way a regular guy. Yeah, who gets thrown into a situation. Who gets put in a situation? Yeah, that could have been. I think that could have been better. Too. So of course, in this, he's an ex cop, which I said he's yeah. probably gonna be an ex cop. He's an ex cop. Yeah, it would have been better if he wasn't yeah. an ex cop. Maybe we might we might have liked that movie a little bit more. Maybe like you know you you hint at he took like self defense training. Maybe he was in Vietnam. Oh, see that would be cooler you know, too. A long time ago, he was, he was in Vietnam, and then that, then him getting fired. Man, I, we're talking a lot about the plot. No, it's okay. It, that's I think that might even be in the you know he gets fired at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, it's not like you're saying, but you know you're saying this. You know that could have even played into it because like you know maybe he's been beaten down his whole life because you know the Vietnam soldiers are never given respect when they came yeah, back. Yeah, he's never given and respect. Then just worked hard his whole life, and yeah. he's like right about to get retirement. They fucking fire. Oh, I'm sorry, they fire him. Yeah, and then you know that that would give more. See right there, they already we, gave more. We already character. helped it be a better movie. How so, much money could we have saved them? I don't know, it's man. Really not Hollywood that hard. looking for some young. I know, ghost writers that you know, youngish, you. some youngish, youngish ghost writers out there. We've seen a lot of movies who. Hey, thirty is still young. We though. get the equation. The young. equation is what sells the tickets. Mm-hmm. We understand who was watching it. People like us, but also people who see, oh, all the money in the world. Mark Wahlberg. Let's buy five tickets for our family. They don't know anything else about it. They have no idea who Paul Getty was. I, I have a feeling he's the reason that movie's bad. Really? Yeah. It's already out. I mean, look at all the... I mean, not knocking Mark Wahlberg. I love me some Marky Mark. I mean, Pain and Gain? Come on. Great awesome. movie. Big hit? Yeah, I love that movie. Pretty Nobody's ever seen that. I rented a lot, but I was just disappointed. Dude, it was so good. Even for me, I was disappointed. But anyways, uh, like, the acting caliber around him yeah. for the seriousness of the role yeah i don't know mark i like i mean i dude much respect love you whatever okay you, do. you say much respect and i do for mark Wahlberg. let's remember that he he brutally attacked a, no, yeah. a store owner he an asian him. store owner blinded him he attacked two people as far as i know and he took a pole street pole a street sign pole and then beat a guy with it yep. so i i know no, i think that's the same attack i know that people like can improve and become better people but he still has that in him yeah. to do evil things like that so i'm not like letting mark Wahlberg ever babysit my well, kids and, and then that's why i don't think mark Wahlberg should be playing a yeah. father you know, we saw him try it in Lovely Bones. Okay, yeah. And he was a replacement for Ryan Gosling, who was originally supposed to be in that movie. Yeah. But he got fired because he decided that he wanted to gain 30 pounds for the role. Yes. And Demi Del Toro was like, I don't really feel this. Yeah. Or, sorry, just, Jackson. Yeah. And Jackson was like, ah. Uh. So he got Mark Wahlberg. And Mark Wahlberg, she tries. Yeah. He's just not there yet. It's just, I just don't like people to, you know, prophesize or make him some amazing person when he's done some pretty bad things. I think he actually tried to apply for a pardon for his past crimes and he didn't get it. That's good. And I liked that yeah. because I'm not saying that, that what Tony or Robert Downey Jr. did was as bad, but he got pardoned as well mm-hmm. after a while and he did drugs and stuff like that. Well, he, most of his crimes were on himself. Yeah. Were drugs. Self-inflicted, hookers, you know, which is, but I don't think just because someone's a celebrity, should they get away from, should they be able to, you know, Man, this can erase this can, things this like can that totally from spiral into a whole other pod because then we can discuss the psyche of a celebrity. Because I feel like there's a certain point where you get to a point you forget just basic common sense. Yeah. When you make so much money and so many people have their nose up your butt and yeah. they're telling you you're so good and you're so you know yes to everything, you have so many yes men around, yeah. you forget that you know. Oh, hey, I'm you know I'm doing a bunch of blow and stuff and 
I, you know, I can do whatever I want. So I'm going to try to do this and that. Well, and then it can Especially turn... if you start out really young yes. where you've never had to oh. struggle as an adult. And that's why child actors really never yeah, make it. So many issues. There's man. something going on because they were just in this line. Let's be honest. You talk about the sexual harassment things like people get eaten up yeah. and spit out yeah. in a business like this. And they did. And that's not even with and they the don't sexual know how allegations. To, they have nothing to back, back them up. They don't have an education. Yep. They have nothing. And they're just so beaten like that. And you can't blame them. I mean... I would know, let's be honest, a little self-talk here. Part of me wanting to be an actor my whole life and that, and I did the print and did acting, the modeling. It was because everyone told me I should. It really was. I kind of got pushed that way and I'm still in that. You know, I'm not completely going against it, but now I have a woman I love and I want to have a family and, and my point of view is a different way. Behind the camera, I make more money. It's more consistent. Other jobs, you know, I got a degree. Like, so I, was like, I think I was a little bit before you in the curve. I knew, I mean, I think I was six when I decided I wanted to be in the industry. And I originally was a stuntman. Yeah. But then I wanted to be an actor. Well, I knew that. Well, now I'll admit that narcissism is part of what makes you want to be an actor. You have to. You have to. Be you have to be bit. super narcissistic. And one thing I realized, like, oh, there's, I'm actually like, I have, I'm not as much of an extrovert as much as I need to be. Like, I don't want to go on stage and dance for people. I don't find their claps and laughter to make me feel better. Yeah. Podcasts I like because I get to talk about what I like to talk about. People listen. They don't. I don't really fucking care. It's yeah. not like you know I am gonna lose money by doing it. Yeah. So you learn certain things like that. And I think maybe for me going forward and and as it did, as I started to get more opportunities, is kind of not to look at it like that. Like this is your, you know, I hate to say this to anybody young out there, but don't look at it like it's your calling yeah. and like it's your destiny. There's not a destiny. It's either you get lucky or you don't. Yeah. Or you're in the right place at the right time. Just, just remember that, okay, this industry has, you know, some great stuff in it. Yeah. It, it also has some, some very ugly things too. Yeah. So you have to have a thick skin. Yeah. You have to be ready to get a ton of no's. That's what my dad told me too. I didn't listen to him. He's like, just be ready for business and no. Yep. If you're really going to do this, I'll support you. It's a business and no. It's it a really business is. and no. And I don't know if a lot of kids, and a lot, who really can at 20, yeah. 22, especially when you, a lot of us come from a city where we were the yeah. number one, everybody's yeah. praising us. And then we come out here and we're just nothing. Well, There's like always going to be somebody better looking, yeah. more talented, oh, yeah. you know? So it's easy to get your confidence crushed real quick. So it's just, you know, anything I would say out there is part of of growing up. And again, I'm only 30 years old. A lot of people probably think you're a kid. Shut the fuck up. But I would say is learning from your mistakes and being willing to accept who you are, even if that goes against what you thought you were going to do or be when you were a kid. Well, I feel like, you know, you have to want for everyone to put you under a microscope. Yeah. That's tough. Like that's a tough life how many I, times do we go to del taco or taco bell or vons at like 12 30 in our sweats and we haven't taken a shower that's the last time we want people to know who we are exactly and like for you know advice for someone coming out you know coming up i've you know we've worked in the industry for a long time now yeah i would say at least five years we both have put time More working that. on yeah it's about seven years now yeah at least but you know and we've seen it we've yeah. seen good and bad yeah. like i've been we've on, had our own ups and i've downs. worked on i've worked on a movie that was so bad that we worked 23 hours a day yeah. and then, you know, our crew got fired because the producers had no idea what they were doing. Yeah. So it's like, it's tough. It's very tough. But if you really want it and you do have like the mentality of like you want to be the star and you want to be like the all-star receiver and you need that, you know, yeah. prime stuff, then yeah, go for it. I mean, it's still, movies help a lot of people. They do. And they don't, people don't, they think they're just, you know, waste of time sometimes and nothing like that. I don't believe that at all. I think there was a time in my life for for example that i had a really tough time in my life and i was not sleeping and i couldn't i was just like you know you know depressed like anybody will be you know can be at any time yeah and i use movies to get me through those times i would watch movies when i couldn't sleep and they'd take my mind off of what was problem what my problem was and yeah. it would make me forget for well, how you hours. perceived it too i mean there are certain things i'll always say like what was it uh what's the jared leto movie which one about drugs oh uh requiem for requiem a for a dream 
Right from refrigerating movies like Casino, I will never have and never had had any desire to try any other drug, you know, any any hardcore drug like a heroin or cocaine, ecstasy, nothing. I've never had any desire to try things like that. And for me, it's because I watch these movies and I know they're just movies, but I'm like, nothing ever good comes happen. Nothing ever good happens from doing drugs like that. People always fall into despair in really bad situations. And plus, like in real life, you just see how bad things turn out. So meth, you know, things like that, crank, like yeah, angel dust. Like, why would I ever want to try anything like that? Especially the town we came from. Our Especially town, Bakersfield, yeah. Bakersfield, California is, it used to be the highest producer of meth in the entire country. Yeah. And we have a huge problem there. Yeah, So, we do. I mean, it's crazy, man. So we spin off into a few movie things, which is good. You're going to get a lot of different films. It's all still film-centered talk. Talk I mean, a little bit about celebrity. We can't bring it back to our top five. We can't bring it out. Yeah, so let's go, <laughs> let's go favorite train movies. I don't know if I have a top five. Yeah, that's tough. Let's just go favorite train movies. So for me, uh, favorite train movies, it's actually really simple. It's just It would just be what? It would just be source code and unstoppable. Man, there's – I mean, well, I was thinking about this and – We haven't seen uh, Murder on the Orient Express yet. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. But I, I mean, I, I really like Under Siege 2. Under Siege 2 is good. I mean, you know, hashtag I don't respect Steven Seagal. But yeah. He, he, and I guess what signifies the way to say train movies, like the majority of the movies on, on the train. Because yeah. I can't say Mission Impossible 1 is a train movie. Or when I can't, train scene. Yeah, I can't say Unbreakable is a train movie. You know what I mean? Even though the oh, big man. part of that movie is him being movie. on a train. So we have to say train movies. Train so movie source code are unstoppable. Like, hey, don't... Girl on a train. Oh, yeah. That's all right. That was that was a little bit of a letdown, to be honest with you. Oh, definitely. They were trying to go with Gone Girl feel. Gone Girl was much better, though. Gone Girl was ten times better. Yeah. Uh, but that was also because David Fincher was directing Gone True. Girl. And then, yeah. But uh, I would say uh, uh, Don't Look or I'll Throw Mom Off the Train. Isn't that the Stavistra Stallone? I've seen that. That's not really a train movie, okay, though. Okay, I didn't... No, I, that's that's Danny DeVito and Billy DeVito Crystal. And, yeah, yeah, my bad. And then the, the woman captain from uh, Star Trek Voyager. She's that? She's like his ex-wife who's a writer. So it's like a whole thing. Wow, it's all hmm. coming back to me watching that movie. It's a pretty out there well, movie. I mean, and there are, okay, obviously one of the very the very first movie ever made, really. The Great Train Robbery. Yeah, but I've never seen it. It's silent. Silent film. <laughs> and it's only like 20 minutes. I would hope that Murder on the Orient Express when we watch it is good enough to get included in this list eventually. Yeah, I mean, and it, well, I mean, it should because it's been remade three, four times yeah. already. So, so you I mean, hope they'd have it. And it's something. by a British guy who was done by British people before. So Kenneth Branagh. Well, hopefully. now Disney owns it too. So, I mean, Disney can do whatever they True, want. True, which is probably why Daisy Ridley and John Boyega uh, I guess it, if you think about it. That's two Disney people. They, but they didn't and, own it at the time yet. And Johnny Depp. Yes, they were. No. Star, Star Wars 1 had already been done. No, no, I know. I was saying, but... Fox owned it at the time, but then once Disney bought Fox, they got the rights to that movie. Oh. So they'll be doing the sequel. Okay. So really um, not that many good train movies well, out there. Well, I mean, Polar Express, that's I've, pretty... I've watched it. It's a pretty good holiday movie well, with that, Tom Hanks. That new, that upcoming movie, the Clint Eastwood movie, what is it, Eleven Seventeen? Oh, yeah, with the actual That heroes. I'm going to movie pass watch. So if you want to come, we'll watch well, it. Yeah, obviously. So that'll be... I think that's a lot <laughs> Although, of the train. it's funny. I'm actually kind of getting a little tired of Peter Berg... And Clint, Clint Eastwood. Eastwood just making at least at least Republican based political. Well, I don't know if it's necessarily Republican based, but he is he is doing well. I mean, army. It is pro America yeah. disaster movies, actual disaster movies, yeah. right? But Deepwater Horizon was entertaining. Okay, of, of let's say of all the ones that we've done, all the way back up to you know Lone Survivor. Lone and Survivor was American Sniper. American Sniper wasn't bad. I would say yeah, Deep Horizon, Deepwater Horizon was very surprising. Yeah, because I'll say this. Um, I'm actually recently talking to you about you know watching a movie for the first time and then being disappointed because you have such built up for it and you watch it and then watching yeah. it a second time. Had happened for me with Deep Horizon. I watched it the first time. I yeah. actually fell asleep. Wow. In the theater because I thought it was very boring. Wow. But then the second time we, I watched it with you was like wow. I that was <laughs> the time I missed was actually really good part. Yeah, intrigue like it helped me b- boost the story. Plus you, you had know. Kurt Russell. 
Yeah, and he was. Who awesome. really makes anything better? So I guess the theme of this episode and what the Falk show train movies. They're okay. There's not that many good ones of them. Uh, the Commuter, watching on Movie Pass. Otherwise, wait till Something Netflix. Like it hot. That's like a good. It hot. That's a good trade movie. You definitely should. Tony watch. Curtis, Jack Lemmon. Right. And, uh, Never seen it, but I know everybody in it. Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe. It's very good. My one of my buddy is uh, Jake McKenzie. That's what his like favorite movie. Of course, Jake likes fucking fucking. Uh, I could cuss a little bit. Of course, of course, Jake likes old movies like that. That was the only time that Jake could ever beat me and seen it because I can't really be. Wasn't well, even seen it. it though. Remember we played the game that was all older MGM movies, and that's why I won. Did he actually win? Yeah, that game. It wasn't seen it. It was that one we were playing where it's literally, it's just MGM movies from like 1980 and back. Because let's be honest, and see, I think I've lost twice. I've only beat you once. Okay, so I've lost once. And you were once, drunk. So and I was a little drunk. Yeah, that's the reason why the I second, The one time, second time I almost lost was when there was an airplane question and Jay gave me a hint. Oh, yeah, I gave you And I'd never seen Airplane. And then I walked out, and then I just walked out of the house. And I had to go home. And I walked out. I'm like, that's it, Airplane. Boom. And you were so pissed. I was going to win that game. That I won again, because that was your chance. Because you still didn't know me well enough. And you're like, this guy's coming in, doing movie <laughs> stuff. That's my thing. This is really cool. Okay, I'll off. say this. Your memory is definitely better with names and stuff than I know, mine is. which is really sad. I wish I would have that memory for better things like stocks <laughs> know, and investments. Like, like, but it's all like directors and actors and movies. Yeah, that's that's all though. I have. Hey, man, know? once we get on those trivia shows, we'll kill it. Dude, we got to get on a trivia show, dude. A movie-themed trivia show. From like... Okay, 19- hey, all our reality friends that work out yeah. there. Any, any 1972 to now movie show, I'm fucking confident. Like, let's bring it. We'll be yeah. in the top 5%. Like, I mean, we'll I'll get study. to the semifinals or finals. Yeah. We will yeah. absolutely get there. Okay, this is What the Falk Show. Thanks for listening. Decide if you want to go watch the community. Thanks to MoviePass, a unofficial sponsor of the What the Falk Show. Thanks to Ferris Pizza, the best pizza, the best price, and the most limited, another unofficial sponsor of the What the Falk Show. SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Pod Director, and Parents Phone, the text message I just sent you. It's a, it's a podcast for many different things, interviews, witty informational conversation, and uh, talk about movies and TV and sports, the things that I like. And hey, it's my show. I'll do whatever the fuck I want. Talk to you later.